0: Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders who learn the why and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Welcome to the Leadership Legacy Podcast. I'm sitting here with Maddie Corbeau, who is the owner of Coffee Cat, which is a locally sourced coffee shop in Auburn, Alabama. It has a community atmosphere. They've been open since 2014, and it is their passion, their goal, and their great pleasure to bring handcrafted drinks and goods straight from their heart to their customers. However, they know coffee is only half of it. At Coffee Cat, they understand. That, they are, that there are more things, more important than the first cup of the day, and we strive to provide their customers with service and a space that will not only get you going, but also encourage you to stay for a while. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Absolutely. Well, Maddie, tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you grow up, where did the love of Auburn come from?
1: Um, I grew up mostly in Montgomery, uh, Montgomery County, like the rural areas, um, mm-hmm. from a little community called Grady. That's that's pretty much it. Just mostly Montgomery. I lived mm-hmm. in Minnesota for a small time okay. uh, and before coming to Auburn um, like 10 years ago.
0: Well, how did you get the job at Coffee Cat? What made you decide to, to open a coffee shop or to start running a coffee shop?
1: That is uh, kind of a weird, uh, long-winded story. I had never really considered opening a business Mm -hmm. Um, least of all a coffee shop I had had like a hundred jobs in various fields mostly customer service based Um, and then right after I got married in 2011 I realized that I was just really like not unsatisfied in my work because I love customer service. I think that any opportunity to have an interaction with a new person is mm-hmm. great. Um, but the, the work itself was not fulfilling. Um, and so I took advantage of the opportunity. Um, my husband had a good job and so I quit my like big girl job, which was not really a big girl job. Uh-huh. Um, and was just going to take some time and figure out what I wanted to do. I like reapplied to go back to school and was getting ready to do that. But me being who I am, I don't like to sit still. So on the side I got um, a job in a little used bookstore called Newsroom. God just took over like seven or eight months after working at the bookstore the owner offered um, the cafe portion of the bookstore to myself and Sarah Gill who was Sarah Barnett at the time who was Mm -hmm. the owner of Mama Mocha's um, Coffee Emporium and Roasteries and it was too good an opportunity to not do it Um, and that was in 2012 and then a year after working with Sarah we opened a second location and a year after that uh, I was six months pregnant, and she was really wanting to go in a different direction, open new things, Mm -hmm. expand the business, which is wonderful, and I fully supported her in that, but being six months pregnant and going through life as I was going through life at that time, there was Mm -hmm. no way that I could, like, focus on expanding a business. So, we got amicably business divorced, is what we called it, um... And I got one store, and she got the other, and, and that was the birth of Coffee Cat, so.
0: Where did the name Coffee Cat come from?
1: <laughs> so I actually let someone else name it. Um, I, I don't, like, even if I was to open it today, I'm not sure what I would call it. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, Coffee Cat is the perfect name for it. Every now and then when um, kids ask, I'll say that Cat Dog was my favorite show mm-hmm. um, as a kid. Because we're attached to the hound. So.
0: Yeah. I um, like that.
1: <laughs> that's not true at all, but it's really funny to say. Mm-hmm. What's really funny about it now is that when I say it to kids who are like 18, 19, they're like, what's that? And it ages me a little bit. Oh, those yeah. old Nickelodeon shows. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it kind of, I guess it named itself. It just happened.
0: That's cool. When you're looking for an employee, um, somebody that's going to come either help you uh, clean, the, clean the shop, or you're looking for baristas or other staff. Uh, what do you look for in those people before you hire them?
1: Um, I look for genuinely happy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably dumb, but I look for what I call light bringers. Um, there's a very specific kind of person that's designed for customer service at the level that, like, the restaurant industry is. And it's, you know, I I, I refer to it as, like, the nameless, faceless barista robot, like, being willing to, to like, step into that role. Mm-hmm. Because for most people who walk into a, a business to purchase a thing, they're not looking to make a personal connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look for people who are distinctly capable of... Taking an interaction that could be meaningless and turning it into something that can be five minutes of somebody's day That's really enjoyable Um, Anybody who's ever worked for chick-fil-a because Anybody who's ever worked for chick-fil-a knows about customer service. They have a great process. (laughs) They do have a great process. I just look for Just really really nice people Mm -hmm. Um, it's not it's not like the most difficult job in the world. Coffee is actually not my passion. Uh, I always keep someone on staff who loves coffee more than I do to keep me up to date because coffee is such a like fluid, always changing kind of industry. Um,
0: yeah, it seems like every day there's some there's some new drink out there that's just mm-hmm. been made or some new way. I was at a coffee shop recently and and they were testing uh, a different way to make a caramel latte and they that time had actually put the caramel in the milk as they steamed it mm-hmm. uh, which they said was the first time they had tried it so I thought that was interesting you know you just think there's a process to make a drink and boom 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 but I guess baristas are always trying new things trying to make their their take on on the drinks which is pretty cool I
1: mean it's it's got a whole culture around it there's a huge huge following
0: what drives you to get up in the morning I know here recently you've been commuting a pretty good distance every morning to work. Um, So what drives you to get up and make that commute? And and when you get settled here in Auburn, what drives you to get up and to come to work every day, to face those customers that may not be happy every day, to to face people calling in sick or or something like that? What drives you to to come to work?
1: And This is not just like a What drives me to work, but like what drives me to wake up, kind of Mm -hmm. question, because you know there there is a freedom that comes with owning a business, as well as you know the buck stops here. So what I usually tell people when they ask about what it's like to own a business is, um, I take none of the credit and all of the responsibility um, because I do have an incredible staff and they do um, more than more than what they're asked all the time Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that about them that everyone who works for me has an incredible work ethic and they really care about the shop and I think that they care about the shop because they recognize that for me it's not just a business it's not just a place to come buy a cup of coffee it's like a community hub it's a Mm -hmm. place where anybody can come and be welcomed and and I think probably what drives me most in my life is the search for, um, not even really the search because I think that I have, have most mostly figured out, which is a really dumb thing to say at 31, that you have figured out anything, um, but I, I just want to do every day the best that I can mm-hmm. for what God has destined me to do, and I think that that changes in the day-to-day. Um, coffee cat. Was obviously given to me mm-hmm. for a purpose. I, you know, it never dreamed about it. Never really like. I mean, it was handed to me on a silver platter, and so I feel um, very responsible for using it um, for a God-driven purpose. And I think that purpose is to show everyone who walks through the door just like unlimited kindness mm-hmm. and welcomeness. Yeah, and I. I hope that that's how I treat my whole life you know, yeah. in work and working out of
0: you talked about this a little bit um, when you talked about what drives you but what principles have helped you personally um, that maybe have trans- transferred over into business
1: um, I think that the biggest principle in my, in my life that transfers over into business is just kindness just um, business isn't for me you know black and white numbers and it's not it's not business mm-hmm. i guess I, I mean i know that there's like you know i have an office where there's a scary amount of papers that sometimes i'll go through mm-hmm. um and that's really terrible that's like the terrible part of business mm-hmm. but the rest of it is really personal you know like i have mm-hmm. poured my life into it not my life i've poured the last six years into it, and Everyone who works here pours themselves into it. And people from the community pour themselves into it. And I think that, you know, the principle that everybody everybody is involved in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you would call that as far as a principle goes. Just oneness. I everybody think, matters.
0: Yeah. And it's so important to have people around you that, that feel the same way about your business and treat it the way that you would treat it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just brings that... That whole level of customer service and this family and community together into the business and makes the business stronger when you have when you have people that kind of see the same values and have the same goals that you do, um, even as a staff member. Well, there's a stigma attached to the word failure. A lot of people want to use it as an excuse to not go forward. Some people use it um, as a learning tool. Uh, what do you, What does the word failure mean to you?
1: I. <laughs> I don't believe in failure I think that failure is a a made-up concept and kind of a lie that we have been told that surrounds the, the false idea that we have actually any control I think that when you are approaching a situation or a decision and you set out to get a certain response or reaction you don't the problem is not that you have failed the problem is that your expectations were too narrow Mm. Um, every opportunity every everything that you do is an opportunity to learn something and you're gonna either learn like okay this works or okay this super does not work yeah Um, and there have been lots of occasions where I have tried things that super did not work but I don't I don't consider it to be a failure there is a lot of negative connotation around that word Um, Mm. And I think if you, if you walk around and are putting like check marks next to the things that you have done and Mm -hmm. are like, I succeeded here or I failed here, Mm -hmm. you're, you're really minimizing the amount of impact you can have in, in your life and in other lives for a very long time. Like if you say that you have failed at something the first time that you try it, where is, where's the desire to try it again or try it a new and different way? gonna come from yeah. so you know I try things over and over and over again and there are things that I have tried with coffee cat I try them once every six months and they never work it never works and I don't care because it makes sense to me and I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep doing it and as long as it's not hurting anybody except for maybe my like my self-esteem for five minutes um, I'm just going to keep trying because yep. if it makes sense to keep trying, it makes sense to keep trying.
0: I think that's so important. We talked about customer service a little bit earlier and how you kind of, when you look for people to to hire, you want people that have the customer's best interests at heart, really front and center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not only about making the coffee. It's about the experience and about the family and the community that the shop provides. What are some of the skills that you've learned over time to help you with dealing with an angry customer?
1: Um, Fortunately, we don't have very many angry customers. Um, And (laughs) what I always tell the staff when they come to me with this question, um, and it's funny because the staff comes to me wanting to know what to do about an irritating customer Mm -hmm. or a customer who is rude and usually their interaction with them is not um, how I experience the interaction with them so I think Mm -hmm. what I always tell people is it's just coffee Mm -hmm. like if someone's paid five dollars for a latte and it's not exactly what they wanted just make it again you know it's not that big a deal it's an opportunity for you to spend two more minutes with this person maybe figure out if they're having a bad day if they're meeting you at that kind of irritated level because mm-hmm. something is going wrong in their life, ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think people generally will meet you where, where you start. So mm-hmm. if you start an interaction in your head about, you know, that thing that's kind of irritating you, whether you're in customer service or not, they're going to meet you already at that level of irritation. Yeah. So, um, I don't know I just I, I don't I don't get irritated by people very mm-hmm. easily um, I just think that it's too easy in, in like our weird broken world to have a bad day yeah. and to pour that on anybody else um,
0: yeah I think I've, I've had it said I've heard it said that hurting people hurt people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and usually like you were talking about you know if somebody comes in and they're upset because their lattes not hot enough or they feel like they didn't get enough sugar in their drink or they didn't get en- <laughs> they're upset about something in the shop it's more than likely going to be something that is not necessarily dealing with the shop it's right. something that they're dealing with and it's just magnified
1: yeah um, because in reality who wakes up in the morning and is like if my coffee's not perfect i'm gonna be a huge jerk about it yeah nobody <laughs> nobody, nobody actually cares that much about coffee yeah. coffee's wonderful and you yeah. should buy it all the time all the time but you know if someone's irritated about the state of their coffee they're not irritated about the state of their coffee they're yeah. irritated about the state of their lives and in customer service like we have the advantage as a coffee shop, and I think this is really cool, I've always liked this comparison, that we're a lot like bartenders, and bartenders mm-hmm. are like um, therapists in a lot of ways, only our customers are not drunk, they're caffeinated, and so they're more likely to spill the beans, pun intended, yeah. about, <laughs> you know, about what's going on with yeah. them.
0: Well, what's been the hardest thing so far in, in running the business?
1: Oh, the paperwork, for sure.
0: Yeah, paperwork's so hard. It's the worst.
1: My office is, is a scary place that I visit very, not very often at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like a scary hoarder's den meets a beautiful mind. Like, I know where everything is, but if anybody ever tried to find something in there, mm-hmm. they might find, like, a grenade. or <laughs>
0: Yeah, an old box of cereal or a kid's... Kids' toys. Kids' toys. Yeah. There's
1: lots of cars characters. There's, mm-hmm. There might be at least four Lightning McQueens hidden in my office right now.
0: <laughs> and you wonder where they went. You look all over the house for them, but there, there's no way they're in the office. So you just don't I'm, I'm go. I'm never there. gonna
1: buy you this toy again. You yeah. clearly don't take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say that um, making sure that it doesn't become. prioritized the wrong way mm-hmm. like I, I'm i a single mom mm-hmm. my home son who's turning four in a few weeks and so balancing being a good parent and being a good business owner mm-hmm. has been it's kind of a, a constantly changing struggle mm-hmm. because as he gets bigger he requires different things from me and mm-hmm. as the business grows it requires different things from me and trying to to do the best at both sometimes it's a
0: little hairy yeah it's it's uh, that's a that's a good point I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of want to want to be business owners don't realize is that you own a business your family's coming along with you I mean you know if you have a nine-to-five job you can you can punch in punch out and go home but for a for a business owner for an entrepreneur um, it, it's 24-7 and the balancing act of making sure like you said you're being a good parent and you're being a good uh, a good role model for your for your kids and for your your family is obviously number one for everyone I would hope mm-hmm. um, and balancing that with the responsibilities of having a to run a business and run other staff members and yeah. you know make sure the lights stay on hunt and make sure they okay. get paid and make sure the coffees coming in when it's supposed to and just all the things that come with running a, a business
1: well in and- like you said, like, I don't have hours, mm-hmm. so I, you know, will do peril on the couch, you know, while Harry's eating dinner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he has started... It's really funny. So he has started um, responding to me if I ask, what are you doing? If he's, like, playing on the computer or, you know, like, he will put his stuff in a little... Briefcase kind of, and mm-hmm. I'll say, What are you doing? He says, I'm working
0: <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. apparently that's
1: what I say all the time. Yeah, which is cute and it's great because I do want him to see me work and I want him to yeah. see what a good work ethic looks like. Mm-hmm. I want him to be raised with that. I think that's yeah. really important. But the balance of like, Okay, now put this down, yeah, and go be a mom.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the heart. I mean, like for you, your office is at home, my office is at home, and when the, the big girls understand I have an 11 year old and a 9 year old they understand okay Daddy T has got to go to work he's got to bring he's got to bring in money so that we can eat you know right uh, because like you said the buck, stocks with, the buck stops with us I mean you own your own business if you don't make any money you don't make any money yep uh, and if you if you lose money you still got to pay your people yep so you could be operating in the in the red a lot um, yep but with avery who is about to turn three she doesn't get that and so i'll be sitting in my office and she'll be banging on the door if i sit downstairs at the at the dining room table she'll come up and, and she'll that. Like, daddy play daddy play and so, daddy's working you, you know it's, it's that hard it's that hard balance to make yeah. sure and so a lot of times i find myself leaving and and working wherever there's wi-fi <laughs> um, um, if you have one piece of advice that you would want to offer someone that was just getting into either the coffee business or who thinks they have that that pull to be an entrepreneur or a business owner what advice would you give them
1: i would probably say it's great to know what the rules are mm-hmm. for business um, but don't plan on playing by them i think that there's a formula you know you, you go to business school absolutely nothing against business school all of those like all of that information exists for a reason and is true but I think that we've reached a point especially in America where if you're going to start something new as a business owner it needs to be new Mm -hmm. and there's so many options there's so many different versions of the same thing that if it's not if your business isn't tied to you if it isn't a representation of who you are, then it's not going to make it, mm-hmm. because there's four different coffee shops in Auburn, Opelika People aren't necessarily the average customer. There's obviously, like, the coffee culture people who are looking for something very specific, but the uh-huh. average customer is not looking... For anything super special in a cup of coffee, they want a vanilla latte, mm-hmm. and they can get that at four or five different places in a ten-mile radius. Yeah. What they're look, what my customers are looking for, is the brand that I'm selling.
0: hmm
1: Is the environment that I'm selling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the environment that Mama mug is selling, or Sidetrack, or mm-hmm. Prevail, or The Bean, or Ross yeah. House. I'm trying to name them all because yeah. I don't want to forget anybody. Yeah. Um. But. I think that would be my advice like don't forget that it's not a plus B equals C mm-hmm. it's you to the world
0: yeah yeah, that's, that's so great that's such a good piece of advice that I think a lot of people don't realize um, we've got one last question I want to ask you it kind of sums up everything that we've already talked about but at the end of your life when you look back at your at your kids and you look back at your family and the community here at Coffee Cat, but also just the community that you've been a part of, um, what do you want them to remember you by and what what do you want that legacy to be?
1: Um, If I have a legacy, I I would say that I want it to be just kindness. It's actually tattooed right here on my arm because, you know, sometimes you need a reminder. Mm -hmm. Um, My tattoo says, be kind anyway which is a Mother Teresa quote. Mm-hmm. The full quote, it's huge. It's very long. Um, but the line is, if you are kind, people will often um, accuse you of having ulterior motives. Yeah. Be kind anyway. And if I was going to have a legacy, yeah, I would hope that would be it.
0: Awesome. Well, Maddie, thank you so much uh, for sitting down with me this morning. Uh, I appreciate uh, your time and what you're doing here at Coffee Cat so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Hey, this is your host, Tony Orivet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show.